Hola amigos and welcome back to Willie's View Podcast. And I have a very special guest today for all of you that enjoy from Absolute Productions. Let me welcome Dallas Walsh. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, so how is the weather where you're at and... How has COVID affected you before we kick off our Q&A? Um, so I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And um, today, uh, it's actually a really nice day. It started kind of overcast, um, but we've had quite a nice extended summer. So mm-hmm. I think it'll probably be, you know, I'll be able to sit in the sun later and not be cold. Um, and for COVID... Um, I mean, I don't know how deep you want me to get, but my, my dad, uh, who recently passed away, he, uh, he was quite sick during COVID. He did not have COVID, but he was quite sick during yes, COVID. I understand. And, um, he was hospitalized and, uh, he, because of COVID, um, I was actually the only one that was allowed to visit him. Like they restricted the number of people that could see him. Yeah. Um, so that was, so COVID was really difficult on me in that regard, just being, uh, the only one that could go see him and having to relay, you know, all of the medical information to my family. Um, that, that was quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, otherwise, I mean, COVID, um, other than, you know, like everybody, with, with lockdowns and whatnot, um, right. uh, my my husband and I were very lucky that we were able to not lose our jobs. Like we were able to still work the whole time and work from home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I mean, it was tough, but we we didn't have it nearly as bad as some other people that no, I I get and, you and whatnot. So I I understand. How about, how about you? Were you Impacted by COVID? Um, it, COVID really hit hard over here. I'm in New Braunfels, Texas, and it did hit hard. My family went through it slowly, and then it spread like wildfire. Everyone started getting it. I was the last one to get it. It was crazy. And then I also lost someone during the time of the COVID. Um, I lost my aunt. So, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we seem to we both lost someone there. It's just been this time of of pandemic. It's just something that, you know, I know it scared everybody. And it's like Olivia John always told us that it kind of feels like a reset from the Bible. That, you know, in the Bible, they did the the flood. Well, with the COVID, it's kind of like a reset to appreciate what we have and what we were taking advantage, uh, disadvantage of and all that. So it's kind of like a wake-up call. And I think that's kind of like what we needed, even though we didn't really see it coming that way and we didn't expect it. Things like this are very spiritual, and they do waken us up to realize, like, hey, let's do this instead of this. Let's let's find better ways to do this and then this. I mean, the hugging was fine and everything, but there's just other aspects of the way we are just in general. That maybe just something about it just wasn't right. And with this COVID situation, look what it's done. It's brought so many people closer than ever before. Yeah, I agree. And I I also just think, like, 
I mean, like for me personally, here in Canada, we still have like a mandate to yeah. wear a mask in the airports yeah. and on a flight. And I know that it's not that way everywhere, but I would encourage people to still do that. Like if you're traveling, um, I mean, it, wearing a mask in the airport, it, there's so many other people oh, there. Yeah. It might prevent yeah. you from not only getting COVID, but any other flu or cold, like... To me, it's not that big of an inconvenience to, mm-hmm. to wear the mask if it means that I'm going to remain healthy or if I'm not feeling well, just knowing that wearing the mask is going to prevent me from spreading my germs to other people. I think that's really an important lesson that hopefully we've learned uh, from this pandemic. I totally understand that and agree. Um, or over here... Um, even though some isn't mandatory, um, there are places that still do recommend um, wearing masks. So, like, when I go to my doctor and everything, there's certain places, some parts of the gym, they still require it. So, even though, like I said, it's not all mandatory, it's good to see that there are some um, businesses and professional places that do still require them. And that does help us in... in so many ways too. Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part here in, in Canada, it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. It's really up to the business yeah. itself. Um, other than like things like airports and, and flights, because that's more federally regulated here. Huh. Um, but I'm the type of person where um, every time I go to the grocery store, I still put a mask on. Like yeah. I, I just don't think that I'll ever not do that going forward just right, yeah. for my own, oh, yeah, for my yeah. own health. but everyone is, is different I guess in that regard oh yeah we've, we've got our different masks here too so um shout out to Vancouver in Canada um I love you guys I love Canada I've never been there but with all the pin pals that I've had you'll be my new pin pal <laughs> But all my pin pals I've had through the years, I feel like I've lived through Canada, through so many people, because you are so friendly, just, I mean, you'll laugh, but it's just like I've seen on that show of, um, oh, what's it called, Shameless, they did a lot of filming out there in Canada. There's a lot of filming. Yeah, and it's like, I love that because it showed some different sites and locations and I'm I'm all for that. I love history. I love to just explore with everybody else. So, again, shout out to Canada. You guys don't get all the appreciations that you deserve. Um, I always get mad when we find out like a movie's out or a TV show, but Canada can't see it because of certain regulations. I think it should all be equal. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the deal is. But I always feel bad for y'all because, like, a DVD, you almost got to have that extra region because if you don't, you can't play it on your DVD. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, to yeah. be honest. That's it, good to hear. It's, it's pretty rare, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you ever make your way up here, let me know. and we, I, I'll be happy to show you around Vancouver because it is a really... Oh, thank you. I love a tour. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely would love a tour. Yeah, for sure. So, who knows? Maybe sometime things can get better for all of us. That's one of my go-tos is I would love to check out Canada. All right, so here we go. How did your journey of being a writer begin? Um, Okay, so 
Okay, so um, the history of that is, mm-hmm. is a little bit long-winded, but sure, um, sure. growing up, my my baba, my my mom's mom, mm-hmm. um, always religiously watched um, Another World, Days of Our Lives, and The Young and the Restless. Like even on Christmas Day, she would set like her cooking time around her show, so she could sit down and watch her stories if they were to preempted for the holiday. So I always grew up watching daytime dramas. Always, so, yes, um, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I just don't remember a time in my life where they haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my younger brother Patrick, uh, he's also gay and he's also a writer. Oh, um, we yeah, we're we're very very close. Um, we uh, we used to have those. Um, I guess they're like Tonka little cars that you could drive yes. around. Yes. Um, and we had like a, a plastic floor mat mm-hmm. uh, that was a town. And on the weekends, we would, uh, each car was associated to a character on these shows that we created, our own little soap operas, and we would like act out what was happening on our soaps. And so we would do this on the weekends. Um, oh you know, during the week we were in school and whatnot. Um, and it just got to the point where, you know, your week is so busy, I really couldn't remember everything that had happened mm-hmm. um, with, you know, all, all of the people in, in our town. So um, my mother was also buying, a, like, Soap Opera Weekly and Soap Opera Digest magazines. Yeah. And in them they had, like, I think it was Soap Opera Digest that had, like, a like the weekly recap of what happened where it would have like a red yes. headline of the major event and then it was all yes. paragraph recap form and so uh, I just told Patrick I'm like I think I'm going to start writing it out um, so I can remember what's going on Yes. and so uh, in, in 1995 so I would have been 12 mm-hmm. I started writing one day at a time on, on paper I still have the original writings actually they're in a binder in my office and so that's where it started I started writing that way um, and then uh, fast forward I went to college I wasn't writing at that time of course because I was focused on my studies mm-hmm. but while I was away uh, in at, at school Patrick I discovered that there was an online community of many other people that did uh, similar things where they had their own uh, soap operas and they wrote and they yes. published them online. Yes. So when I got back from college, Patrick shared with me this, and that's when I started to write one day at a time again. Oh. Using the original, um, you know, from like the nineties, right? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I transformed it into online. So that was the journey of, of how I became this. Oh, I love the I love this story. This is so cute. Yeah, we're we're we besties here. Um, I did the same thing. I was young and I was uh, like you. I got hooked on soap operas at age ten. I always wanted. I'm, I'm a big Love Boat fan since I was little, and I always wanted to watch it. You know, all the time. Then my aunt started like. Well, hold on a minute. She's like, we can't watch Love Boat yet. We've got to watch Erica Kane. I'm like, Erica who? Right. And the writer, you know you know how it all is. The writer in you is like, what? And, and then you start to watch these shows, and it's like Christmas. 
all these characters get you, oh, I can think of some stuff too. And you get creative and, yeah. So we're on the same boat. I did the same thing. I created my own characters. I did things. People wanted me to get my my writing published. Oh, my teachers loved my story. So we're we're on there the same same boat there. Um, who inspired you growing up? Um, I I would say probably the most would be like the Bill Bell era of okay. The Young and the Restless. Okay. I just thought he was like, like I, I think I have more of an appreciation for it now as an adult than I did back then. Like, Because uh-huh. he, he was very slow about crafting the tales, but they were so well done. Where, you know, shows like, um, you know, Days of Our Lives maybe moved at a faster pace where, mm-hmm. you know, to keep your attention going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would, probably say Bill Bell for sure is, is one of my biggest inspirations yeah I like and that and my brother Patrick because he, I figured it'd be Patrick wrote and, yeah and he he um, I, I mean I, he doesn't write as often right now but uh-huh. um, I will still like text him and be like hey what do you uh-huh. think of this idea and he'll give me feedback and yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Well, I'm definitely intrigued by what Patrick also writes, so hopefully you send something my way. And um, I would love to have him be a guest as well on the I'll on the podcast. I'll, I'll let him know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. And I've got to say, I love your series. I just started getting hooked on one the one day, one day at a time because when I, again when I was younger, um, I always watched the original one day at a time of uh, the comedy. With Valerie Bernelli, and I remember watching all those shows. And then um, when I see other shows like you that inspire me even more, because I, like I said, I write too. Um, I love that because there's just so much in daytime that it's just so ignored and it's so saturated that it's writers like me and you and other people out there we're reviving the genre, but in our own way. And I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, 12, 11, 12 when I created the show, I had no idea that there was a, like this comedy show called One Day at a Time. No idea. I just thought One Day at a Time was like, <laughs> you're like, good. Like, you're good. So proper, right? So, uh, I like yeah, that. A lot of people have asked yeah. that. And I didn't even know about um, the show Twin Peaks because the city that One Day at a Time is based out of is called Twin Peaks. And a lot of people yes. when I started putting oh my it online were like, oh, yes, I was like, jumping up for joy. No yeah. relation at all. Just, uh, oh, I get you. I was surprised because I was like, oh, Twin Peaks, and I'm thinking, oh my god, is he doing like a Twin Peaks sort of crossover, but your own characters? I've seen that happen too. It's just so many things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely want like I'm definitely want you to uh, collaborate for future um, stories, definitely. We'll talk more about that. But how did yeah. you come up with such an awesome web series? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know, that's such a loaded question. I mean, I think, <laughs> again, I, I, when, when I started writing, mm-hmm. and so I think if people actually go back to, like, the first episodes, like, I don't recommend reading them. Like, my writing was not very good at the start. Like, I Aww. have yeah, we all, but, but, we, we know, branch I out. Keep them up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I keep them up because it's the journey, but I would say, 
I I really just try to keep stories that are character driven. I yes. try to always have a motive uh, yeah. for each character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just try to keep it very classic soap opera, and that's just what what I try to do with with all of my series is always try to keep it as soapy and as dramatic as possible. I love that. Can you give us a taste of what your series is about, please? Yeah, so I would say One Day at a Time mm-hmm. um, is more of a traditional daytime type of show where uh, the stories move um, a little bit slower than the stories on Chasing Diamonds do. Um, and I would say it's a cross between Y&R and Days for Lives where it's very family orientated. There's a couple of big families that sort of rule the town and, mm-hmm. and the, the drama. Of course, they don't get along, so there's that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a lot of focus business that comes from that organically, I think. Ah, I love that. And then Chasing Diamonds is the other series that I write, and that's um, maybe more inspired by like the original dynasty the prime time show from the 80s yes. with joe cohen yes um and so that that show again there's two sort of rival families uh rival companies that are competing um and the stories just move quicker because it's more uh prime time i guess mm-hmm. based and i do seasons instead of uh, constantly releasing episodes so. oh, okay yeah that's really good i love that and um, definitely, I have a um, a podcast as well. It's called Arizona Heat, and I have my um, lovely hostess on there. Um, her name's Cassie, and we created it. And it's it's kind of like doing a soap opera, what you're doing, but doing it on a podcast. And the characters are voiced by by friends and and people. And I would love to have you on board. Conclude, Patrick, if you want to. Um, maybe talk to him about it, and I would love to have you guys back, um, because, um, my, uh, second season of the podcast is kicking off soon, and you guys would fit perfectly. I've done, you can check it out, if you have Spotify, or Anchor, just look up Arizona Heat, and it'll, it'll pop up, and you'll get to get a taste of what the first season was like. Okay, awesome, yeah, I'll just go check it out. Yeah. Which characters do you enjoy writing for the most? Uh, so on one day at a time, I would say that the character that I enjoy the most is um, Cassie Nova. And she's sort of the off-the-rockers, evil, okay. schemer woman. Um, and the reason that I like writing for her is just because there is there is no boundaries when it comes to the villain character on a series like you can make them do anything like Cassie has had plastic surgery to make herself look like somebody else so she can mm. get closer to the man that she loves and then of course when she comes back to town the next time she's back to her normal self um, currently she uh, she's been arrested but she slept with her uh, her rival's son 
and she's told uh, Jacob that she's had his baby, and so he needs to drop the charges against her, or he'll never see his baby. Like, Ooh. I just love that kind of stuff. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, you, you, you can just go anywhere with these types of characters. Yes. So, uh, she's probably my favorite character I wanted a time to write. And then on uh, Chasing Diamonds, I think my favorite is probably Lex. He's the youngest kid um, in the Rockwell family, but his father isn't a Rockwell, so there's like that dynamic. Um, But he's also very openly gay, and he doesn't ever hide back about, you know, I always write him as a bottom instead of a top. I just just love that he's very uh, knowing of who he is and what he wants and what he likes. yeah, so he's probably my favorite from that. Oh my gosh, I'm getting more goosebumps like I'm on a roller coaster ride. You've got to send me a link to where, with a, a little bit of a tease more with those two characters. Now, who are your characters played by that, in your vision, in your series? Who are the characters played by? Um, yeah, so every, every character does have a visual representation. Okay. Um, I don't really say that they're like quote quote played by them because of course they're not. It's it's just really the Well for the fantasy, the fantasy of it. Who who is fantasy, your vision right. yeah, who right. is your visionaries right. in your series like um, and, Yeah, and so I would say like there were there were other series in the past that when they were um, I guess quote quote casting their series they only stuck to daytime but because I you know, again, it, it is just a fantasy. I just use all forms of celebrity people that I think would be the image of what I get when I get the characters. So, yeah. like, Alicia Keys is on One Day at a Time and as Daisy. Um, okay. Like, so I just use I just use everybody that, that I can think of that, that I think would fit the part. Okay, so which, which parts did you pick for the two that you mentioned just prior? Uh, so, uh, for Cassie on One Day at a Time, it is the actress that plays Donna on Bold and the Beautiful. Okay, or, okay, uh, yes, I know what you're going to talk about. And Young and the Restless. Yes. And then, uh, for Lex on Chasing Diamonds, uh, he is Max Eric, who was the original Fenmore on Young and the Restless. Oh my god, yes. Good casting, yeah. what a hunk. Yeah, right? Exactly. No. That boy has got some well boy man, that he's got skills. Man, have you have you heard him sing? Well if you call abs skills, then yes. <laughs> That's a lot of skills. <laughs> well abs, yeah, but I'm talking about singing singing. He can sing. He's got chops. Yeah, I think I think he's moving away from acting and focusing more on the, yeah. on the singing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, um, any challenges along the way of your journey? Uh, I mean, yeah, multiple challenges. I think anyone that, that does this kind of stuff will have challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I first put this series, One Day at a Time, out in 2002, mm-hmm. I wasn't um, out as a, as a gay man um mm-hmm. and so 
I got, I came out in probably 2003. And so in early 2004, um, I just really wasn't in a headspace to write on a consistent basis. Like I was discovering who I was. I was, yeah. you know, finding, finding my gay friends and going to the, to the bar and, you know, just being a young gay guy. There you go. Uh, so I did, I did stock writing for, you know, probably five years. Uh, and so that's when One Day at a Time was on its hiatus. Um, and so to me that was, I guess, I don't want to call it a challenge, but it, it's something that sort of, I guess, prevented me from continuing the series in a consistent manner. Um, but since I brought it back, I guess, I guess the biggest challenge is just always coming up with new creative ideas um, mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll get I'll get a really good idea for one of the series and I'll have to like cross check it and be like well wait did I do that on the other, on the other series like, I've had people ask me that people ask me that all the time as a, as a writer they'll say um, do you ever get your stories confused with the characters I'm like yeah because one time I, I'm like you I write different stories and also the you know the the genres like As It Turns Guiding Light stuff like that and yeah. I'll end up mixing if I, I, like, you know when you're writer and you're tired and you forget, I swear I put, like, some of my characters into one of my stories without realizing it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I meant the other soap. <laughs> I've done that, yeah. So that's the fun of it, and then that, you know, as a writer, we just get creative like that, so I get you, and and that's cool. I, I get that challenges, so, it, and it's it's good to share that so other writers don't feel that they're the only ones going through it. Yeah, exactly. And I also think it's really important to, you know, give yourself, uh, like, a good break. Like, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead in mm-hmm. my writings for my, release, for my release schedule, which is good because I think you, you need to give your brain, your, your creativity space, sometimes a mental break. True. Um, and so if you're always on the go, if you're always trying to create something new, I think sometimes you can get fatigued. And so normally my my rule of thumb is in the summer months, because Canada, our summer is, is quite short and we have longer winters. So the summer months here, I try to not write at all. Oh, okay. Take the entire summer off, two, two, three months off, and mm-hmm. then pick back up again in the fall. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how like refreshed you feel and like yes. how energized you are to get back into it because you've had that break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it's great to um, see what ideas come in. What I will say though is, in those months that I do take a break, obviously sometimes you get a great idea. Um, and so, thank goodness, on your smartphone, we have notes where you can, like, write Amen. it down. Amen, yes. Because if you don't write it down, you won't remember, and sometimes those ideas turn into, like, the best, the best stories. So. True, true. Um, yeah. Any advice to other inspiring writers? Yeah, I would say just, just do it. I mean, nothing is holding you back except, you know, maybe yourself, like... It only 
it only takes one time to to go to your laptop or your iPad and start writing whatever it is that you have in your mind or your heart. Um, so yeah, I would say just just do it. Like everyone, there, there's an audience for everything. Um, I I didn't think that putting my little soap opera on the internet would find anyone, but I have. You know, consistent readers and people like you that reach out and say, "Hey, I love your series. Come on my podcast." Oh so, yeah, yeah. And they just, yeah, just just do it, and you know, whatever happens, happens. But there, there is an audience for everything. Amen. There truly is. Yes. And what message would you like the readers and your listeners and your fans to receive from your series? Uh, I mean, first, I would just say to anyone that has ever read my series, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, I'm I'm super honored and touched that people take time. Everyone is busy. Everyone has a million things on the go. So if you take 15 minutes to read an episode of my series, um, I'm truly, truly humbled and appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just hope that you're entertained while you're reading it and that you you get something positive out of it. I'm not saying you have to like every story. I'm like a real soap opera where some stories uh, don't pan out the way you hope they do. Yeah, they go they go slow or fast or in between. Yeah, exactly. But I hope overall people mm-hmm. just enjoy enjoy the experience. Okay, now is your um is your series are they like a weekly thing right now or do they drop once a month or how's it work? So one day at a time uh, has new episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. So it's, there's two episodes a week. Okay. Um, and then during the sweeps months, which is February, May, and November, I do one week of daily episodes. And then if there's a milestone episode, so like the 800th or 900th episode, I'll do a week of dailies leading up to that milestone episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually really like over a hundred episodes a year, mm-hmm. and then with Chasing Diamonds, I do. Uh, they're released as a season. Uh, there's usually ten episodes in a season, and those sort of come maybe once a year. Sometimes I oh. do two seasons a year, um, and then I usually do a Christmas special for Chasing Diamonds. So Chasing Diamonds right now, we just finished season eight, um, and then there is a Christmas special.
Yeah, you don't want to repeat the same one over over again when you already have like one that's already. Okay, I get you. Okay, and then the other thing I would ask is, um, if I'm correct, are you working on a new project? Right? You're you were teasing something on Twitter. I am working on a new series. Yes, it's called Barracuda Blue. Yes, and, yes, uh, that caught my attention too. Can you give anything yeah. away, or can you tease a little bit of what we can expect, and maybe a visual of what we can expect for this series? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, again, I said earlier that I'm quite far ahead in my writing of One Day at a Time, so I'm actually writing in um, 2024 mm -hmm. right now, and so mm -hmm. in 2024, there is going to be a One Day at a Time Chasing Diamonds crossover. And uh, that will take place at the Barracuda Blue Hotel and Resort, which is set in Maui, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, and so the Barracuda Blue the Resort is the whole premise of the series Barracuda Blue. And it's going to be based around this resort. Um, and I have, the only other thing I'll tease is that it, it has, I've, I've cast Naomi Campbell as uh, the villain of the show. Nice. Her sister is going to be Mariah Carey. Ah. And, oh, my God. Yes, and, and it's going to be uh, the story of these sisters who are feuding, and there's, uh, of course, children involved. And, um, yes, so that's... Okay, now if I'm correct, that won't drop until actual 2024? Or yes, is it going right, to be like... Right. Okay, okay. Because I, yeah. I wasn't so sure after, if it was like a future crossover. series. Okay. Yeah, so after the crossover with One Day at a Time and Chasing Diamonds, which mostly takes place in One Day at a Time, mm -hmm. um, there, there's an event that will happen at the resort on Barracuda Blue. Immediately once that is wrapped, then the season premiere of Barracuda Blue will, will come out. Awesome. I love this so much. Well, thank you. I do appreciate you taking time out of a busy schedule to just be on the podcast today. And I'm, again, I'm enjoying the series. Um, is, uh, hopefully you can come back in November during Sweeps Month and um, give us some more updates and exciting teases. That would be so much fun. Where can we find yes, you? I would love that on your media and um, where can they go to check out your cool series? Uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's um, O-D-A-A-T underscore web series. And in my bio, there is the link to the Absolute Productions uh, okay. website, which it will link you to One Day at a Time, Chasing Diamonds. And if you want to go back and read the one lone season of Ender Island, it's also there. Terrific. And I'll hyperlink that all information on the podcast for people when you see the, the description. People can click the link and it'll take them straight right to you. So definitely, because I want everybody to uh, check out your series. I liked it that much. And I continue to wish you the best of success. I cannot wait for your new series to hit in 2024. So definitely... I, Again, you've you've definitely made my week already. 
I appreciate all the time that you get to have today and um, stay safe out there and just know that we're all on the same crazy island together but we'll get through it we always do right yeah thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it alright you have a good one you too bye 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 alright everybody thanks so much for tuning in and listening and tomorrow I'll have another special guest Wow, fall is here, and the surprises are just exploring, exploding, exploring. There's just so much fun ahead. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm out of here. I'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Siri. Play Manic Monday by Bangles. Play Dream Lover by Mariah Carey.
Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Bros. B-R-O-S. A romantic LGBTQIA comedy now in theaters starring Billy Eichner, Luke McFarlane, and you all know Brock C. Larley. C. Larley? Hopefully I say that right. That's out in theaters. So head on over there and check it out. And let me know what y'all think. You can always find me on Twitter at Willie's View PW and Willie's View Podcast on Instagram. All right. I'm out of here.